0: Boom! We are back. This is the Whatever Hunt podcast. I'm your host, Alan Hunt. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope your weeks have been filled with blessings. I mean, I mean that sincerely. I'm starting I've been starting to say that every single week, and I, and it seems like people are genuinely happy about that. You know, it's been different from my openings from like a previous couple of weeks you know but real quick because this is a special episode where I'm focused on only one subject I do want to give a quick update on my keto so I'm gonna be honest last week was terrible I got backslid over the weekend I had Mexican I had what else did I eat ice cream, any, any, anything junk related. I had that. So started out at 215, cut down to 211, spiked back up to 213. And then today I'm at 212. So I'm one pound over where I was last Tuesday. So I'm not having another cheat day until this pro until this cutting season is over. Because like I said, if you've not listened to the previous episodes, I cut from January all the way through March, and then I'm done. And then I bulk all the way through the winter, and then I cut again. That's how we do it. You want to get on this bandwagon? Come rock with me. Rock with me on this cutting. It is cutting season. Alright, with that said, let's get into the real tonight. I got my partner on the line. I've known this man since... 2011, soon as I met this brother, I knew he was a good brother, he was a businessman, he's a God-fearing man, got a lot of respect for him, got Marcus Patrick on the line, what's going on, man? Hey, how y'all doing tonight? How's everything with you? man that's Um, what's
1: up that's a yeah yeah it's really been (laughs) nice man um i've heard a lot about writing down goals and really ignored it for a lot of years i mean i've been putting it in the paper man it's been
0: happening you know what man my first episode for the new year that was one thing that i talked about um it was called change that was the name of the episode and what i did was i told people certain things that they should do as far as trying to get their new year's going because a lot of people. You start your new year's resolutions but then two weeks into it you quit and it's probably because of what you just said right then not writing down your goals and like visualizing them when you write them down you know yeah yeah i'm becoming a big believer man and um i mean i mean
1: it's just amazing it's kind of like it's just being drawn
0: And for all the listeners out there, if you heard one key word that he mentioned in there was property. Uh, Marcus and his wife, they have two businesses. Uh, They are the owner of a principal property, Holdings Investing, as well as Shalina Patrick and Associates Real Estate. I will mention those two businesses again, probably towards the tail end of the episode. But if you caught it really fast, go ahead and start Googling it, start emailing them. Marcus, you got Marcus is on Facebook. You can find him. Marcus Patrick is on Facebook. Email him. Contact them now if you can and get as much information as you can on real estate. So with that said, I'm about to get into all of my questions, man, because when it comes to real estate, I'm a novice at it. Um I don't know much information. So I'm glad to have you on so you can not only educate me, but you can educate some other people as well. But my first question is um what what got you interest interested in real estate as far as on the business aspect yeah, really it's for just starting out in real estate
1: I think it's like most people you know chasing money um I got a real estate license you know back in o eight and i you know I just wanted to make money and um as i you know got into traditional real estate and drove a few people around and um showed them houses and Found out how many people were involved in me getting a paycheck, I just realized that wasn't for me. So, um, and you know, I thought, I thought that would lead to investing, but it really didn't. And, um, so now I just kind of, kind of revisited, um, investing, you know, I've always been reading up on it since 08, but really just kind of put, put my, put my foot to the ground and kind of, kind of been re- really, um, active in it the past two years
0: now. So, so you were doing traditional real estate from like 08 all up and all the way up until maybe the, the last two or three years?
1: And really 08 probably to maybe 2010 and that just, you know, everything kind of went crazy with the market. during.
0: ask you this. It was one thing you mentioned. You said that there were a lot of people in your in your pocket while you were doing real estate, the traditional real estate. For somebody who may be interested in getting their real estate license, could you kinda like go through what do you mean by that as far as too many people in your pockets? rotate the I see so it's definitely risk involved it's definitely uh the type of business which you where you'll definitely have to build from the ground up on your own it seems uh, I think you can work for companies if I'm not mistaken you can correct me if I'm wrong but if you want to maximize your profit it's better off going on going off on your own what do you think yeah
1: and I mean for the most part you're right um you know you can learn a lot you know working with companies and stuff and a lot of people you know they spend time learning and they, 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 mistake that for doing, you know, and people can learn, 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 and learn and never do anything. It's a really difficult business to do part-time. My wife, she does it full-time. She's 100% commissioned. So, you know, if she don't close things, you know, we don't, you know, we don't make it that much. So it's, it's a real
0: Well, let's backtrack and just get into home buying really fast. So, your first piece of property was it business or was it personal? Like I know. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, when you purchased your first home, was it for you and your wife, or was it business related? First of all, actually, that was that was a personal things were right and um a friend of mine he was much younger than me Mm -hmm. he went he had purchased a home probably about six eight months later and i said ain't no way you know he was probably what 18 19 (laughs) and um you know i was considerably older and i was just like there's no way that uh he's gonna
1: own a home and not me so you know it's kind of that little competitiveness that just just you know made me say no way so so that's kind of how
0: we got into our first home what uh have you all had any ups and downs so far as far as um different things that you weren't aware of actually living in the home once you purchase it And you no, know, i mean really owning a home is great um i'll be
1: honest it's a job you know i mean you know the lights go out you know you got to replace things you got to you know you got to cut the yard it's like i signed my life away from
0: Okay, you mentioned buy right, go into detail about that. So how do you, you avoid? A little, little bit more. So how do you avoid paying the retail price? Uh,
1: you gotta you gotta shop around. I mean, what I do as an investor and what she does traditionally is two different things. I focus on the investment side. So I mean, there's always people dying. There's always people getting married. There's mm-hmm. always people.
0: Okay, hypothetically speaking, a potential home buyer listening to this podcast, been renting for years, interested in buying, they hear what you just said about maybe people who are um, families who have had a deceased family member or financially in a pinch and they're trying to get from underneath that house. How do you find those people? Do you go to a real estate agent and do you say, hey, look, I'm looking for these type of people because I know I'll get the best deal.
1: Um, versed in investor strategies now there are some real estate agents that are investors as well and I mean it's a great way to invest if you are a realtor but um, really with those I mean I would personally recommend you just par- partner in or tell an investor in what you're looking for there's always people out here buying and flipping houses so I would get plugged in with investors and t- tell them what you're looking for and um, you know when they fix a property or find a property uh, maybe they can put you in contact with that person. So in every state and every city, but I'm not saying every city, but every major city, there's what you call RIAs, which are like real estate investor associations. So they're, they're in Charlotte, they're in Greensboro, they're in,
0: I mean, I got this big smile on my face because I feel like this is like a gem that you're dropping, especially for people like me who don't know much about this area of business. You know, um, going outside of the traditional route is new. And I think that this is a good piece of information. But is it worth it? Because now I know it's worth it, but somebody up here may be listening and saying, well, what's the point of buying um it's too stressful it's too strenuous um they go through too much of your personal life and when you're trying to get a home loan is it even worth going through all the red tape so to speak
1: right so that's where creative strategies come in hand um but let me just give you an example right now we have a property that i'm planning on acquiring um basically the lady has two mortgages you know so we look they to, to manage her property so you know um she's tired she's tired you know the tenants ain't doing right so we're in the process of evicting them and there's a way that
0: you know we can um acquire her mortgage without going to the bank you know what i'm saying so, I see. um you know it's called a subject to
1: transaction where i don't have to go to the bank and qualify for anything and i can do as many of these as i want so i can buy 40 houses subject to and never step in the bank Um, The the loan will remain in their name, and, you know, we don't go announcing this to banks, but there's a way you do it. So it's all about being educated, and is it worth it? Yes. I mean, uh, real estate makes billionaires. Um, Right. I've seen it with my own eyes, you know, and we're looking at a man that, you know, that everybody knows now that.
0: So you're recommending buy your own house and then start buying other houses or investing in other houses by just educating yourself on the investing tip, getting around the right people, putting your money in this area, as opposed to stock market, just throwing out something random. Oh, yes, stock market is. um, You know, I can't speak on it. I don't
1: know a lot about the stock market. I've seen what it's done. Um, you know, I think when the mortgage bubble happened and everything, you know, everything started imploding. I mean, a lot of people that thought they were going to retire, they were close to retirement. You know, to me, the stocks are based on emotion and it's kind of like chasing the wind. You know, um, somebody can make a tweet today and the stock go up. You know, and um, right. it, you know, a lot of people thought they were going to retire, and then you know, we had a couple bad years, and now they figured out they got to work ten more years. So, real estate is a physical asset. People always need a place to live. I don't care what's going on in the world, and I mean it's just it's a solid asset, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, a stock is not backed by a physical assets. So, right. I mean, at the end of the day, if once come to work, we can just sell the home. You know, um, so it's it,
0: it's a lot of advantages once you understand. And I'm not speaking as an expert. I'm just speaking for what I've been exposed to, and right. and I just know it's it's, it's, the, it's the true way to, you know, real freedom. You know. And that's
1: all. that's all I'm really searching for, you know. It's just, um, you know, thirty to fifty thousand a month, you know, and I don't need that much. We give a lot, but I mean it's real and the real estate can make it a reality faster than you faster than
0: you know. Right. And just going back to when you mentioned the stock market crashing in oh eight, oh nine, um, you're right about that. And also with that, you have that baby boom generation who are still working and right. who are Probably looking to get from under their houses. So, anybody who is investing right now, I'm pretty sure that's the generation that you should be going after. What do you think? Yeah, baby boomers are great right now. A lot of their kids have left the home so they have big homes that you can buy at a discount because they want to downsize.
1: And another thing is, you know, they're working. They have huge IRA accounts or investment accounts, and they're looking for places to put their money to save. A lot of them lost a lot of money from the stock market and. I can can show you ways where you can invest in real estate with your retirement account and make money, you know, and make way more money than the bank is going to give you, or the stock is probably doing, and it's a lot safer. So, I mean, that's kind of one of my
0: target markets this coming years. to Okay. So if somebody was interested in flipping, what are some tips you would give them? What do they need to look for going into doing it, doing this type of business transaction? Do they just get with an investor? What do they look for in the investor? That's probably a better question because if you're interested in this type of business, but you don't know anything about investors, you may get a janky investor and may not get somebody as genuine as you. Giving them information the right right way, somebody could just take their money and run with it. So, what do? What are the warning signs?
1: And I mean, that happens, I guess, in every industry, or always say, go with your little investment, purchasing a house, or dealing with a person. You know, it doesn't take too long, you know, to be around a person to kind of figure out what they're about. If you listen to them speak long enough, and that's why I say just kind of getting immersed in that environment. I mean, all I hang around now is property owners and landlords.
0: A meeting, not just necessarily
1: talking and showing all your cards and the information and there's a lot of people out here peddling information but they haven't done the work so really find somebody that's doing the work who has a track record making sure you a couple of things they've done and,
0: um, you know not all not all real estate investing it's um, really time intensive you can do some passive investment also so well, there are
1: those opportunities out there also
0: you mentioned companies there is one company that I'm going to hit you up offline about I'm going to shoot you a text and I just want to g- give me your honest opinion about them Right. <laughs> Ask you another question this is a i think that this is a silly question but this is actually my question this is like the first question i thought of is there a particular time of the year that, that's better to buy a house similar to like when you buy a car like you buy a car towards a certain time of the year is it better to buy a house at a certain time of the year
1: would say, I mean, you know, the big season is when kids are out of school, that's when families are moving, so I mean, in the wintertime, you may get a deal if somebody's just in a pinch, you know, or, you know, between, I would say, November, December, you know, nobody's really doing deals to kind of slow down for us, I mean, if you, you know, you need somebody to have to sell November, December.
0: Where do you think I'll get the most bang for my buck? Like a fixer-upper or something that's already completed with maybe minor renovations?
1: Uh, it just depends. And I mean, it all depends on the situation and numbers. I mean, um, I mean you can find good numbers both ways. I mean, if you have the patience and, um, you know, short sales and foreclosures take a little longer when you're dealing with banks. But I mean, on the 20s, you know, 20s and stuff. I mean, if you got the time to wait for for foreclosure and you don't need it, you know, you don't need, you know, you don't need to be in a house like next month. I would recommend that. But I mean, when you talk about getting into flipping and doing work to properties, unless you know what you're doing or.
0: you. See. I got one more either or for you. Module homes or build from the ground up?
1: Um uh, I mean really and you know, I I mean I would I would really just buy something that's standard. I mean unless you're building something really custom, something really unique, I wouldn't really and I mean I wouldn't personally build from the um ground up. I mean, you know, kind of like me right now I'm in a subdivision which I don't everything on rims, you know, you might
0: For a few minutes there, man, but uh, you know, you know them folks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let me ask you this though. Okay, let me give you a good hypothetical real quick. And know, um, And the dogs and the they dogs, got the pit bulls, right? They got the Dobermans, and they, they ain't even allowed in my neighborhood. them vicious dogs. So you know, you've seen a lot of those. Man, my dogs don't even. You go in my neighborhood, everybody got a dog. They need a dog house in
1: the past. We ain't grew up like that. We don't keep them. But I mean, that's probably they probably called animal control. You look.
0: All right, it's kind of crazy
1: but um you know it's it's just it protects the value of your home and i mean that's that's the biggest thing so if you're going to spend that much money and sign your name to that much money you definitely want to protect protect
0: your investment stuff. all right so let me give you a real life scenario a single mom 65 grand a year one child credit score low 600s what's the likelihood that she can get out of her apartment and go to a decent HOA area similar to maybe where you live at? Is, is it possible? Uh,
1: uh, well, first you would have to increase your score right now. It's about 620 to 640 to kind of get you in a home, depending on what kind of loan you're going for. And I don't want to speak too much on that. My wife is pretty good at that, and we have a lender we deal with. Um, what she would need to do. And I mean, when we talk about working on our credit, and that's another thing I wanted to mention, um, you know, you'll see the little signs, credit repair, and this and this and that. There's very few companies that can really help you with that. A lot of times, it just takes time for that stuff to fall off, but there are some companies that can do some pretty amazing things, but nine times out of ten, if there's... Reality of it is, yes, you can definitely do it. Um, that's not a bad income, and I just, you know, just because you're approved for two hundred thousand, don't mean you go get two hundred thousand. Right. You don't have to be in a strong HOA. You just need to, you know, you need to trust your gut. You need to ride the neighborhood in the day, in the night, in the weekend. Because it seems like a safe place, and you, you know, when you go.
0: well before we get out of here i got two questions two specific questions that were sent to me by somebody who listens who knew i was going to be doing a real estate question real estate episode this is very specific to them first question should you do an escrow or should you pay your own taxes and insurance i really
1: believe in um it all in one. I mean, um, ours is all our taxes and insurance is all up in there. It's pretty much on autopilot. Um, your payment may adjust a little bit if um, you know they come through and appraise your house and it, it's worth more on the tax value, so it may creep up a little bit. but I think it's better to have it all paid. Um, I mean, it comes out a little bit every month, so it, you know. I mean, I think escrow is the best way to do it if possible. So.
0: Um. All right. Now, second question. They live out. In a very rural area, just like you mentioned before, you don't want to have your house in the middle of nowhere, but they kind of sort of have their house in the middle of nowhere. They're, they they oh, want to increase the property value on the house. Any pointers on what they should do?
1: Uh, I mean, really, that's a tough one. I would have to know the location and see it. My recommendation is, you know, home, home prices are set on comparable, meaning you know, what's sold same kind of like, you know, three bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom, you know, but with the same likeness. So I mean if there's you're in the middle of nowhere, that's another problem. There's no comps a lot of times because nothing sold recently. In a subdivision you always have comps because something's sold or, you know, went in the foreclosure or something. And, uh, so, I mean it's kinda hard when you're talking about adding value, I mean it, you know, a house is only work with
0: getting close to time um i think we scratched the surface so to speak next time we're gonna try to get you and your wife right Again, you can catch Mac. I'm sorry. You can catch Marcus Patrick, Principal Property Holdings Investing. Also, that's the first company. Second company, Shalina Patrick and Associates Real Estate. Marcus is on Facebook. I am going to share this link on Facebook and my SoundCloud. Um, I'm also going to put some other links below. So we appreciate you for listening. And I got to apologize for the opening. I was a little wound up today because I, I was just leaving the gym and then I was training somebody tonight. So I was kind of hyped. So the opening is probably a little all over the place, but I hope you got something from this information. I hope you learned something tonight and we will see you again next week.